Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, welcome back to another podcast. It's a brand new week, a brand new podcast. Um, I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's one that I've been really praying for and, and really asking the Lord for guidance and, and what to say and what to speak because, um, you know, with these podcasts, I just don't want to jump on and just bring another message or just talk about just anything but really have a purpose in in everything that I'm saying and everything that um, that is going to be said on, uh, on these episodes. And um, just want to welcome back everyone that has been just following up with me weekly on, on the podcast who's been really supporting this journey of mine and and really, you know, the Lord's because at the end of the day, this is this is for the Lord and, and just doing his will. And, you know, thank you for everyone watching right now, whether you're watching through YouTube, whether you're watching through uh, Spotify, whether you're listening through Spotify or listening through Apple Podcasts. Um, welcome back to, to another podcast. Thank you for supporting. Make sure you like it. You know, make leave a comment. Let me know where you're watching from. Let me know uh, what you guys think about the episodes and and just uh, future topics, future ideas. Um, I, I read every comment um, and I try to respond to to the to the comments as well so um thank you everyone for supporting and with that being said um as many people know and if you didn't know um something that i even spoke about um in the previous podcast of uh the last week's uh episode was about the osbury revival that is that is currently going on right now in in kentucky and one thing that just was really in my heart and and i've been honestly keeping up to date with it i've been watching the live streams that they've been doing um, on YouTube, the 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 videos that are being uploaded on Instagram, TikTok and whatnot. And just personal friends of mine, people that I know who've actually flown out or have driven to the to the campus, um, the university in Osbury um, to really uh, to go check it out and see what's what's really happening. Um, and the feedback that I've been getting and what I've been seeing online has just been so amazing. Um Honestly, really hard touching of what God is doing in America. Um, I believe these are the moments and the times that we've been praying for. And 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 I think it's just the beginning of of what God is doing and what he's going to continue doing this year. And in the time in the moments and in the times that we're living in, in the times that are coming right now, because I believe that there is an awakening and a revival that God is God is starting and stirring up in America because um, I believe we are in the in the last days and. And we're about to see the biggest harvest and the biggest move of God that we have that we've ever think imagined of and seen. Honestly, I think it's going to be um, one of the, the the I believe it's the last harvest, the last revival that we're going to see before the coming of Jesus. And, and just even thinking about that and even talking about that just gives me goosebumps because it's it's, it's so amazing just seeing the uh, the Generation Z just honestly just lining up, making lines and just being inside a place just and just worshiping and one of the things that caught my my attention the most about the revival that is happening with the videos and pictures that I've seen it's it's um there is no entertainment that is keeping the people there like people are not coming to 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 the to the campus and the college and and, and flying from different parts of the state or flying from different parts of the country or different countries um, to to listen to a speaker, to listen to a specific message, but honestly, the lines that are people are lining up for, and are rushing to get inside there, it's for one thing only, and it's and it's worshiping God, it's being in the presence of God, and I think that is so key, especially in America, where um, 
you know, it's it's not about a celebrity. It's not about a, a, a famous pastor. It's not about uh, the famous worship band that is leading there. But it's honestly just regular people just hungry and thirsty for God. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that, that has marked me in seeing this. It's that it's just people that are, are coming into a place to worship the Lord, to hear a word. Um, because a lot of people have been saying that they're not preaching the word there. That it's just worship, 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 which which is not true. I've had people that I know, pastors that I've known that have gone and driven to the place. And they said that in the two hours they were there, about like three messages were preached and people are passing up in the in the altar for repentance. Um, and just uh, I, I've even heard and seen of testimonies of healings that are happening. And yeah, like I, I think this generation is is not really interested in if, if there's smoke machines, if if there's TVs in the background, if we got these crazy lights like and don't get me wrong, I'm not against that. But um, I believe that this generation is after a move of God. I think I think our generation, my generation is tired of just seeing someone just stand up uh, on the altar, either on a suit or with some Yeezys on, but just not really preaching the gospel, just preaching some theological messages or just some feel good messages. I think that we, we are we are hungry for to hear the truth. We are hungry to hear what, what what really God is saying now, you know, because a lot of times the messages that are being preached is it's. It's not what God is saying now. It's just like, let me see what I can find on Google or let me see what every other preacher is preaching on. But honestly, this generation is hungry to hear a now word from God. Like, what is God saying now? What does his word say? What is what is the truth of the Bible? Like, what did Jesus really preach? What What is Jesus really saying to, to our generation and in the times that we're living in? And I think that's just so amazing and beautiful to see. And, and I believe that it's just a start because... I've even seen on Instagram that there's a lot of other universities that are catching that are catching fire right now that are catching revival that are 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 just pursuing God and being after God um and it's just I believe it's just the beginning of everything that is that's about to start in the revival and the move of God we're about to see because we've seen around the world the earthquakes that are happening in Syria and Turkey the the the, the amount of lives that were lost um we're seeing with all these uh, ga uh all these uh chemical leaks that are happening in Ohio and and all these things that are happening around America and I, I don't believe in it's a coincidence like I believe that uh, God is trying to get our attention um because I I've said this all along and I still believe it that the times that we're going to go in are going to be very rough times but I believe that for the people of God it's going to be a times where we're going to just see a move of God we're just going to see God protecting his people and I think that this is what God is announcing to the world and and to America that we must get ready for what's coming but I believe that such a move of God is going to hit in the midst of the calamity in the midst of destruction in in the midst of of this judgment and everything that's going to happen god is just going to raise up a generation of people who are after him and we're just about to see just um just revivals breaking out everywhere miracles happening everywhere healings happening everywhere and 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 honestly it's it's just exciting especially as a young person as a 25 year old seeing my, my generation my peers people around my age just lining up and just doing one thing and it's worshiping him and seeking after god 
and and like Jacob who wrestled with the angel of the Lord and said, I won't let you go until you bless me. I believe that generation is rising up that it will that are saying, God, I won't let you let you go until my life. My life is changed. I won't let you go until my family is changed. I won't let you go till these demons break off of my body. Like I won't I won't let you go until these generational curses are broken. And I believe that is the generation that is rising up that won't let God go. That is not going to let him go. That's going to that's going to hold on to the horns of the altar who are going to hold on and be like Samuel, um, who just laid at, laid on the altar and as as a, as a kid and, and just didn't let go of God. I believe that's the generation God is raising up. It's a generation who who's not gonna let God go because we are fighting with with um. The Bible says that we're not fighting with flesh and blood, but with principalities, with demons. And I believe that the generation, the the times we're living in are such um difficult and dangerous times that we need to let we need to hold on on god like it's he's a necessity more than a one he's a necessity that we need him in this time so um it's amazing and i believe that you know that's my thought really my my one of my like my final thoughts on what's happening in the revival in osbury in kentucky it's just people are after god and it's it's not a man show it's not who's preaching it's not who's worshiping but it's a body of christ everyone uniting and just worshiping and hearing and hearing the word of the, of the lord um and also the um, to get started really what i wanted to speak on i also wanted to touch base and talk about the um the commercial um that we saw in the super bowl the commercial about jesus gets us commercial and I was watching it and, and I heard the opinions of so many people and some uh, some Christians, some people are against it, some are not. And um, I was I was doing my research on it and I, w I went online. I looked at their website. Um, the funds that they received um, are amazing. I believe it's in it's an organization that was um, that uh, was funded by, I believe, like a billion dollars. Um, what to my understanding, what I was reading and I was looking at their website and everything. And 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 you know what? Um. Honestly, I, I, besides what any what everyone else thinks, I was honestly just happy seeing the name of Jesus on, on you know, on a national television, on on a football game that is watched by basically by so many millions of people. Um, so seeing that, I was just like, you know, I was like, wow, like God is doing something. And, you know, and then the Osborne revival happening on top of that and all these things, I was like, wow, like, you know, the name of Jesus is being proclaimed. And now what they stand for and everything. Um, when I was looking at it, you know, um, the main their main um, saying is that Jesus gets us. And I, and I agree with that. Jesus does get us. Um, if we can even see that um, the reason why Adam couldn't die for us was because, you know, Ad we, we wouldn't be able to relate with Adam. Um, Adam, when God made him, God made him an adult already. Like Adam didn't go through what it is to have um, a mom. Um, like Adam went through he, he didn't go through childhood. He didn't go through teenage life like God made him already like straight up like that. So um, the reason why Jesus gets us is because Jesus was born through a ver um, through ver uh, through a virgin, through Mary. Um, and Jesus went through the stages of what young people go through. Um, he was a child. He was raised up by his mom and, and his dad. Um, we can see in the Bible that at the age of 12, um, Jesus was in the temples learning and asking questions to the um, to the leaders. Um, and 
you know, he and he went through temptation. You know, we see in the Bible when he was led by the spirit into into the wilderness and he was tempted by by by, by the devil. So he knows what it is to be tempted. You know, he knows what it is to grow up. He knows what what childhood is. And that's why uh, we could relate to him and he could relate to us. It's because, you know, he was here on earth and he went through what a, what a human being because um, he was 100 percent God, but also he was 100 percent human. And he went through uh, temptation. He went through, he saw things as a child. Like he went through that life, the life stages that every human being goes through. So um, I do agree in that part of the commercial that Jesus does get us. And I was looking at it at their at their website and they were talking about how um, we must love our neighbor, that we must not, you know, not despise anyone and love everyone. And, and I agree on that. But just the other side of the coin in which I see also is that, um, so many of us, we, we're like, yeah, Jesus loves us, you know, G Jesus gets us, and he does, he does, he, he loves the gay community, um, he loves the people, he loves, um, he loves the, the backslider, he loves the, the, uh, the drug addict, he loves the pill popper, he loves the, the depressed, uh, the oppressed, the anxious, um, he loves the poor, he loves the rich, uh, he loves everyone. Um, just he doesn't love the sin, you know, and, and that's where I stand on, too. And I stand by that is that um, I love the gay community. I love the I love the people. I, I love I love the I love the uh, the drug addict. I love the, the, the ones that people don't like um, um, all, all of these. We love them, but we hate their sin, you know, and that's what and that's what the Lord hates. God, God hates their sin. He doesn't hate them. You know, he hates their sin. So he does get us, but then we also have to teach the full counsel of God. We have to preach the fullness of what God is really saying. And it's like, yes, Jesus gets you, but just because he gets us doesn't mean that he's okay with what we do. He doesn't, he, he doesn't mean that he's, he's agreeing with the sins that uh, they're practicing. Like, yes, Jesus gets the gay community, but he's against the sin. He hates their sin. You know, and, and that's the truth. This is not my opinion. This is the Bible. Um, um, and um, I believe that that's the only thing about the commercial that everyone has been talking about is that that's the only side where it's like, OK, if we're going to say Jesus gets us, we then also have to teach on which I'm going to jump into now. It's Mark chapter eight, verse thirty four. Like, if you're going to say Jesus gets us, then we also have to preach, like, yes, he loves us. Yes, he gets us. But then Mark 8.34 says, and I'm going to read in the Amplified Version, it says, Jesus called the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside his selfish, selfish interests, take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure Whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. And it's like we're not preaching. We're, we're, we're like that's the side that we got to look at that. Yes, Jesus gets us, but we got to surrender to him. Yes, the Lord gets us. Yes, God uh, wants to save everyone because the Bible says that Jesus did not come for the righteous. He came for the sinner to uh, and and for the sinner to turn into to turn to lead and to turn to repentance to repent. Um, he called the sinner to repentance. So um, I think this is something that we need a daily reminder on. It's that Jesus said and he told us that if we want to come after him, if we want to follow him, we must deny ourselves. And what does denying ourselves mean? 
It means denying to your desires, uh, laying aside and setting aside your selfish interests. And that's the thing is that so many people say, I'm following Jesus. But if you're not denying yourself, then you're not following him because Jesus said the only like so many people want to follow the Lord. And the number one thing, the number one key, the one the only number, the only step that we need to follow the Lord, it's denying yourself. Like if you're not denying yourself and you're not taking up your cross, then like you're not following him. And it's not that I made that up. Like that's the Bible. If you're not if you're not denying yourself, then you're not following the Lord. You can't follow after Jesus if you're not denying yourself and you're taking up your cross. And what does it mean to deny yourself? It means to to become pliable. It, it means to be able to be molded by the Lord. Denying yourself, it's it's saying no to the world. Denying yourself, it's saying no to sin. It's taking up your cross. It's putting yourself and your ambitions to the cross. It's putting your interests to the cross. Um, that's what the Bible says that um, that the, the the kingdom of God is for the children. That we need to be children like. Why? Um, and and it's so funny because one of these days, um, I was playing with my nephew, and um, we were playing like the trust fall game where um, we would tell him to fall and then he would fall right into our arms and, you know, we were behind him holding him. And it was so cute because as I was watching, I was watching this, it was like the Lord was ministering to me and just reminding me about this, about how this is what the Lord wants from us. Like um, my nephew Gianni, he wasn't, he wasn't questioning if there was someone behind him. Like he was just falling and trusting that someone was going to be there and, and hold and hold him. He wasn't afraid if he was going to fall. He wasn't thinking they're not going to catch me. He was just literally throwing himself and playing trust fall with us so we can catch him. And I think that that's what we need to come back to with the Lord. It's a ch- it's being like a child. It's it's trusting on him. It's falling onto him and not being afraid, not being scared. Like if the Lord says, deny yourself, if the Lord says, put that relationship away, if the Lord says, hey, put put that blunt away, if the Lord is telling you, hey, uh, Put that cigarette away, put that hookah away, put, put put that alcohol away. Like if the Lord is telling you put 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 these friends, these these relationships down, then we need to be like a child and trust in him. Like if the Lord is telling you like, hey, like, look, this job is keeping you away from from me, like put it away instead of questioning like then God, like how are you going to provide or what job am I going to go to next? We need to be like a child. And trust in him. If he told me, then he's going to supply. If he told me to stop doing this, it's because he has something better for me. And 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 that's the biggest thing is when people are like, how do I deny myself? How do I, how do I take up my cross? Be like a child. Because we want to question everything. As young people, as adults, we question everything. And it's like, it's like if, if I don't see it, I won't believe it. If I don't feel it, I won't believe it. Like, that's the generation we're in right now. It's like, if I don't see the Lord, then I'm not going to believe in him. And that's self. That's what you got to die to, yourself. Because you're saying, oh, if I don't see it, God is saying, no, trust in me without seeing it. Jesus told one of the disciples, like, you believed in me because you saw my scars, because you put your hand on, on my scars. He's like, but blessed is the one who believes in me without even seeing me. And, and and that's the thing is that we gotta we gotta take up our cross. We gotta learn to deny ourselves. Like yes, Jesus gets us, but we gotta we gotta say no to sin. We cannot be like the world. Um, Second Timothy chapter two verse four says, "No soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life, 
he avoids them so that he may please the one who enlisted him to serve. Basically, what, what, what the Bible is telling us here is that you are a soldier of Christ and you're not supposed to get entangled in ordinary business of civilian life. In other words, God does not want you to be part of this world. Like we're in it, but we're not of it. God does not want you to be in this world and playing with the world. Like literally the Bible is telling us, do not be entangled in this life. Do not be entangled. Like because nowadays as young people, because so many of us lack identity, we want to be like everyone else and run to the trends of what everyone is doing. Like if if we see if we see a Christian and, and you see them blasting Bad Bunny and listening to it, then we think that oh, that it's okay for us to do it. No, like your eyes need to be set on the Lord. Like, if we see this leader who fell into sin, then we think that it's okay for us to do it. Like, if we saw a pastor get divorced or a leader get divorced, then we think it's it's okay to go do it. Like, G, the Bible is telling us, like, do not be entangled in ordinary business, uh, the affairs of this world. Avoid them. And, and so that we may please the one who enlisted us to serve. Like, we're, the reason why we deny, deny ourselves, the reason why we say no to all these things is to please the Lord. It's to, it's to walk with him. It's to follow him. And, and when I was watching this and researching this whole Osbury revival, there was a video that I saw that just really impacted me. When it was, when it was a young man who said, I've been just saved for a year and a half. And he was like, let me tell you, there is nothing better than Jesus. He was like, let go of your job. Let go of that boyfriend, that girlfriend, and, and just go. Be with the Lord. And honestly, that's the radical generation that God is lifting up. Like people who are just sold out completely to God. All the men and women of God that I've seen in the past, like Catherine Coleman, uh, Pastor Benny Hinn, um, A.A. Allen, Smith Wigglesworth. They were people who lived lives that just were denied. They denied themselves to, to the world. They were people sold out 100% to the Lord. And what God is asking us is that if we really want to follow him, like, are you willing to suffer for him? Like, are you willing to die for the Lord? You know, uh, glory to God that we live in America, that maybe, you know, many of us won't have to actually die for the Lord, like physically. But God just wants the willingness of it. Like, many of us won't go through what a lot of people in the, in the, in the Middle East and in different parts of the world that they're literally being shot right now. They're being literally slaughtered right now just because confessing Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And maybe you're watching me right now. Maybe we won't have to go through that, but God wants that willingness. Like, God, I, 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 will, I will go that far because I, I, I have my faith in you. I'm following after you. Like, and that's the thing when that sometimes gets me frustrated is when I see all this, like, yes, Jesus gets us. Yes, he's with us. But like, are you with him? Because if you're with him, you're going to take up your cross. You're going to deny yourself and you're going to follow after him. You Like, you're going to say no to the world. You're going to say no to, you're going to say no to sex before marriage. You, you, you're going to say no to, 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 to that blunt. You're going to say no to the alcohol. You're going to say no to these, uh, to these worldly affairs. You're going to say no to perversion. You're going to say no to, to watching certain things and listening to certain things. And you're going to say yes to Jesus. You're going to say yes to his word. You're going to say like jesus when he was in the when went right before he went to the cross he said god um not my will but your will you know that's why jesus gets us like right before going to the cross he literally told the lord he's like god pass this cup away from me like he was debating he was there like like oh man like he was a human he understood that the price that he was about to pay was was going to be so big and so hard but then at the end he said lord it's not my will but your will 
And that's what we have to say now. We got We need this reminder, God, it's not my will, but it's your will. So we need it. Number one, we need to We need to deny ourselves, deny the world like and 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 by denying it means denying your flesh like this body of yours. Deny it. And, and this is the thing that I've learned throughout throughout my walk in, in God, because so many people are like, oh, it's hard to give up this or oh, do I what do I need to give up and 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 how do I do it? And honestly, um, like so many people, we think that everything is the devil. And it's like your greatest enemy is not the devil. Your greatest enemy is your flesh. It's this human body we're in. Like the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So the devil, he will flee once you say, thus says the Lord. Like Jesus, the the way he defeated Satan in the temptation was by bringing the word, by saying the word of God says this, like it is written. So you can rebuke the devil. You can resist the devil. But you can't resist your flesh. It's impossible to resist your flesh. Like, you go to sleep with this body. You wake up with this body. You shower with this body. You eat with this body. Like, there is no such prayer as, I rebuke my flesh. You can't rebuke it. Like, you live it. If you rebuke it, like, you're, you, the only way to rebuke it is by dying, you know, physically. Like, you got to live it. So, you can't resist the flesh, but you can crucify it. Like, you can't resist your flesh. You could resist the devil and he will flee. But you can't resist your flesh because it's not going to flee. It, it stays with you. But you can crucify it. You can kill it. And what does that mean? It's by saying no daily. Like, the Bible says, take up your cross daily. Like, not every day. And that's the thing is that sometimes when we see the cross, we think that, oh, the Lord, like, that's what Jesus did. He died on the cross, like, over 2,000 years ago, and that's what it was. Like, no, the cross is, it's an event that needs to happen every single day for us believers. Like, if you want to follow God, like, if you're new to the, to the walk of God or you want to learn how to follow him, like, this is what needs to happen daily in your walk. Like, so many people are like, yo, how do you surrender like that? Like, how, how do you say no to all these things? Like, it's so hard. And it's, the only way by doing it is by doing it daily. The more you do it, the, the more you do it, the easier it is for surrender. The more God gives you the grace for you to surrender. So many people are like, I love the Lord. I love God, but I, I can't stop doing this. That's what you need to die to, the but part. Like, I love the Lord, but, you know, like your you, your, your, your ego comes out. And that's what you need to deny for. Jesus is after people who are denied, denied lives, who are just sold out 100% for him that are just after one thing. And that's the face of God. It's to do, it's to do his will. So you got to take up your cross. Like, what is it that you need to carry? What's your cross? What is it that's keeping you away from God? That's your cross that you need to carry. Those are the things that you got to deny. You got to deny these things in life to please the Lord. You got to deny. The Bible says that the pure, in, the, the pure in heart will see God. Like in order to see the Lord, in, or, in order to have more of God in your life, like John the Baptist said, I, I must decrease for him to increase. If you want God to increase in your life, you need to decrease. You need to have less of the world in your life and more of God in your life. There's so many people like, how do I get closer to God? How do I have more of God in my life? By having less of you in, by having less of you. You want more of God in your life? Have less of you in your life. Less of what I want. It's not what I want. It's what God wants. And I've told the Lord, and I say this, I'm like, God, I'm your slave. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. I, I want to please you. I want to I be after you. I just want one thing, and that's Jesus. 
Like there's this song that says, give me Jesus. Like just give me God. Give me Jesus. I don't care about this world. I don't care about, I've told the Lord, and, and, and I say this not out of pride, but just what God has just been doing in my life. I, I've surrendered my career. I've surrendered everything to God, my relationships, everything. I've said, Lord, they're yours. I just want you. Well, whatever pleases you, I just want to do your will. I'm after you, God. I want more of you, God. Like, I won't stop. Like, like Jacob, it's like, God, I, I, I won't. I, when he was fighting with the angel, like, I won't let you go until you bless me. It's like, God, that needs to be our prayer. God, I won't let you go until I have until until my life is filled with your presence. I don't want to let you go until these generational curses are broken from my life. I don't want to let you go until my life, my family is changed, until my whole family is saved. Like, I won't let you go until I see my family healed and restored. Like, I don't know what it is that you're battling and you're dealing with it, but you just got to get to that point in your life where you say, God. I won't let you go until you bless me. I won't let you go until you heal me. And even when you give me these things, I still won't let you go because I'm obsessed with you. I, I'm in need of you. I'm crazy for you. I'm in love with you. Like, give me Jesus. That's the cry of my heart and I believe of this generation. It's give me Jesus. I don't care about this world. I don't care. And, and, and seeing these testimonies and, and the revival that that is happening in Osbury, it's like everyone's just crying out. They're saying, I don't care about the world. Like, I don't care about, about my friends. I don't care about it. Like, just give me Jesus. Give me give me him. Like, that's, that's what we're created for. That's what I want in this life. It's Jesus because outside of him, I'm nothing. I am what I am because of the grace of God. There's so many people that preach potential, that you got the biggest potential, that you got so much potential inside of you. And it's like, no, I am what I am because of the grace of God. I, I'm not who I am because of me. It's by his grace. He's given it to me. I, I'm nothing without him. You know, we're nothing without him. I can't achieve nothing in life without him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's through him and in him that I can achieve it. You know, the Bible says you and me like I like I, him and me and me and him like that's that's the covenant God made for us to be in him and for him to be in us. That That's that's to me, it's joy in life. And and, and once you stay by that and once you're in that, let me tell you, your life's going to change everything in your in your life will change. So when you deny yourself, when you take up your cross, you know, that's when you really start following him. And many people are like, well, why do I need to do this? Like, why do I need to deny myself? Like, why do I got to say no to sin? Like, why do I got to say no to the world? Um, and, and, and I'm actually going to look it up right here. It's in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 2, uh, verse 9. It says this. And these are the benefits once you take up your cross and you follow him. The word of God says this. For, I is, for as it is written, I has not seen nor ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Like, when you take up your cross and you decide to follow him, that's when what eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, God will show them these things, will speak to them these things, but it's only for those who love him. And like last week I was saying, the Bible says, if you love me, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. So if you decide to take up your cross and deny yourself, you're about to see what eye has not seen, nor ear has heard in your family, in your job, wherever you go. If you take up your cross, you follow him and you love the Lord and obey him, you will see what eye has not seen. 
you will hear what ear has not heard. Like, you want miracles to start happening in your life and in your family? It's only for those who love him, the Bible says. Like, it literally says it in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. What I has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. Like, things that you can't even imagine of God wants to do in your life. But, it says, the things which God has prepared for them, for those that love him. Those that deny themselves. Those that take up their cross daily. And follow him. Like death to self is not an event. It's a daily lifestyle. Saying no to the world and saying no to sin, it's not just a one-time thing. It's a daily. It's daily. And that's the thing. It's that that's that's how you walk with the Lord. It's not an event that happens one day. It's you have to follow him and say yes to him every single day. Like if I don't say yes to him every single day and I don't say no to the world every single day, like I'm going to fall. I'm not going to be able to walk. I'm not going to be able to walk with him. I'm not going to be able to follow him. But if I say yes to God and no to the world and I make that decision every morning, every afternoon, every evening, every every time temptation comes, I'm going to be after him. I'm going to be following him. And that's why so many people are deeper with God than others. Like so many people I've seen, they're like, yo, they ask themselves, they come to church and they're like, why is this person crying and I'm not crying? Because this person is probably more surrendered than than you. Like, why is God using this person more than he's using me? Like, why doesn't God use me like that? I want God to use me in this level. It's like, this person is probably more surrendered than what you are. Like, where is your level of surrender? Because some people are like, oh, God doesn't love me because if God loved me, then why, why isn't he blessing me and he's blessing that person? My question is, probably this person loves the Lord more than you do. Because if you love him, you obey him. If you love him, you take up your cross. Like, this person is probably denying himself more and saying no to the world and sin and has more of God and less of him in his life. And that's why he's getting all the benefits of what eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has... the the man ever imagined for the people that love the lord though it's for people who love him so that's that's the biggest benefit and that's what i've seen in my life is that when i'm able to just wake up in the morning and say good morning holy spirit good morning lord and you just feel the presence of god like there's nothing that beats that like so many people are like oh jimmy like oh like you're you why you're so you're so you're a fanatic now you're too much in the things of god now and i'm like yeah because i'd be crazy if i like i'd, I'd go crazy if i wasn't in god like, I, I would I would be addicted to drugs if I wasn't in God. I wouldn't have peace in my heart if I was if I wasn't with God. Like I'm 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 with God because like he's my peace, he's my joy. Like what I feel now in him, like nothing can replace that. Like not not a not a girl, not a relationship, like not anything this world can offer me can fulfill that 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 emptiness in my heart. Like the one who filled that emptiness in my heart is Jesus. So why would I let him go? Like, I don't want to live, like, sad. I don't want to live depressed. I don't want to live without purpose. He gives me purpose. So it's like, if it, it, it's it's like, and that's why I tell people, I'm like, man, you're crazy if you're not following God. Because, like, in him, there's so much peace. Like, people think that when you come to God, that problems stop happening. It's like, no, they continue happening. The only thing is that I have an advantage from those that don't have God. Like, I have him. Like, he leads me through these problems. He walks with me. He makes it easier. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So run to Jesus. If you're watching me, run to God. Like maybe you're going through stuff in life. Let me tell you, he makes them easier. It's not that he, that he makes every problem disappear. No, is that now you're not alone. He's with you. Wherever you go, he's with you. 
So the benefits of denying and saying no to God is it's it's you're going to start seeing miracles. You're going to start seeing the manifestation of God. You're just going to start seeing God's just abundance of rain just overflow your life. And and I'm going to end with this. That many of us that we've tried to surrender and we constantly fall like we've tried to let things go, but we constantly fall. The solution to that is, to that is asking the Holy Spirit every day when you wake up, just say, Lord lead help me holy spirit help me to die to this holy spirit help me to deny myself holy spirit help me to take up my cross and following you the bible says it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit it's through the spirit of god that he gives you strength to let go of stuff many people try and change in their own strength and they achieve it for a week for two weeks for a couple of months but then they fall or if they stop doing something then they they become addicted to something else it's not by strength it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his Holy Spirit. It's when you wake up, when temptation comes, when sin comes, you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Give me the strength to say no to this. And I promise you, he will give you the strength. He will give you the strength to, uh, to, to overcome the temptations, to overcome sin. So wherever you are, don't forget, the willingness of surrender doesn't come from one day to the next. It comes from a daily basis of surrender. Like surrendering to God. It's not like one day you're going to wake up or just after hearing this podcast, you're going to be like, yes, I surrender to God completely. No, it's daily. It's the more you surrender to him, the more that willingness comes and the more the grace of God comes over your life and more his strength and more of him becomes in you. That's why so many people, it's hard, it's easier for them to resist sin and temptation than others because it's more of God in their lives and less of them. And, the, and that's why the people who've been, who are just caught up in the world, entangled in the world, like playing around with God, playing with so much sin, it's harder for them to deny themselves because they have so much of the world inside of them. But the more you're willing and the more you deny yourself daily, the more those things are going to start just getting destroyed in your life. Like so many people, like they're like, God, I want everything just to change and, and, and just leave my life. God first wants you to take the first step. And then God will and then God will lead you the rest. Do the possible. Like I always say, do the possible and God will do the impossible. Surrender yourself to God and he's going to give you the strength and the grace to overcome this. If you're being if you're if you're if you're tempted, if you can't let go of pornography, of masturbation, of drugs, of alcohol, of depression, of anxiety, whatever it is that you're dealing with. If you can't let go of it, just say, God, I surrender it to you. Give me the strength to do it. Take and, and say, God, give me the grace, give me the strength, and I promise you he will do it. You're going to start seeing a change in your life and the willingness to surrender those things every single day. So wherever you are, I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you give the grace, you give the strength, Spirit of God. Your word says that it's not by power nor by might, but by your Spirit, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give, uh, you give us the strength. You give the every viewer, every listener that is watching, you give them the strength to be able to take up their cross, to deny themselves and follow you every single day, Lord. Give them the strength to be able to deny sin, to deny our, our ambitions, our sinful desires, and that we may take up our cross and be after you, and that we may be able to see what eye has not seen and hear what ear has not heard, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. So God bless everyone. Um, I can't wait to see you guys in the next week. Uh, be 
Uh, if you're watching me through YouTube, uh, turn on the bell button, be notified of when whichever time I'm going to post. I'm bringing a couple of guests that have lined up that are coming. So I'm really excited uh, for what God is doing. And and don't forget, run to Jesus, run to God. Like Let your daily prayer be, give me Jesus. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. And you're going to see how your life changes every single day when you will invite Jesus to come into your life every single day and you obey him. So God bless you guys and I'll see you guys on the next one.